Hey, we're back with a new episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. Shyla and I had to take some time off, and now we're back to get you all caught up on things that I know that we missed and that you missed from uh, the world of entertainment since the week of June 5th, 2023. I'm Joe from B1029. We have Shyla from B1029. And so Shyla went to Mexico, and she had a great time. What was what was like the top thing from Mexico that you really enjoyed? Oh my goodness. It had to have been um like the the resort itself. I went to an all-inclusive resort called Valentin Imperial Riviera Maya. And fancy. every morning, oh yes, it was very fancy. All inclusive. So any anything you want to eat, drink on the resort was completely included in the price. So and it was well worth it. The food was insane. It was so, so good. Um, like fine dining every night. But my favorite was like when you get up in the morning, we get up pretty early, about 7:30 or 8, and walk down to the pool because you got to get down there early so you can get like a, a chair, a cabana bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But all of like the nature, just being a, in a completely different like ecosystem and the different animals and critters and birds and even like the plants and flowers was really, really cool. It was like walking through the rainforest to get down to the pool every morning. And it was just so beautiful. I'm someone that really, really enjoys nature. So it was really nice to kind of have that you're in the jungle moment. And then you get to the pool and you're like, oh no, I'm, yeah, this is, this is pure paradise. It was so, so nice. It was my first time ever to Mexico. So, and it's been a long time coming. One of my first jobs was working at a Mexican restaurant. So my friends and my, mi familia have always said like, you got to go to Mexico. It's so beautiful. So it was really cool to kind of experience Mexico in like a diet capacity, being on the resort, just a little more safe and secure as well. But we did get to experience um, Playa del Carmen and do some shopping too. So it was kind of a little bit of everything. It was perfect. Nice. So Definitely a lot of family time too, because we went with my my parents and my brother and their husband came too. So it was like a little family vacation meets honeymoon meets. It was great. That's awesome. So my wife and I and uh, uh, her brother and wife went. We all went to Austin. We drove. That's like sixteen, seventeen hours. Which I mean, the drive Oof. was kind of. Yeah, I mean the, the drives were long, but it's kind of to see some different scenery. They wouldn't yeah, see in an cool. airplane. Yeah. Um, but my my wife and her brother uh, grew up in Austin, so they hadn't been back since they left when they were like teenagers. And so they just wanted to see what Austin was like. So you know, did the state capitol, saw some places where they went to school, where they lived. And one of the cool things there is, so they have a thing called the Barton Springs Municipal uh, Pool. It's a, it's a natural spring that they, that's a municipal pool. But after we did that, you know, we just, there's some trails around there because Austin is a very active town. I, there, there is dog, people walking dogs. There are people running, jogging. It, it is the most fit town probably in America. That made me really feel a little self-conscious. I was like, ooh, I may need to start running again and stop eating all this delicious barbecue <laughs> and, and Mexican, you know, <laughs> Tex-Mex. Um, but, oh, yeah. But, you know, but anyway, so, we, so let's walk a couple of the trips. Let's walk the trail. And literally right outside, there's probably, there's like a, a path you walk down to get to the pool. Uh, and there's, you know, like shrubbery and kind of foresty type of thing but anyway about 15 feet from where we were standing we see this this bird is pecking at something on the ground and squawking so it gets our attention we look and the bird is pecking at a literally a six foot rat snake that then proceeds to climb a tree 
and just and all of a sudden the other bird friends start swarming the snake. It's like National Geographic live in front of our eyes, about 15 feet from us. My wife is carefully getting video of this, you know, as much as she can without getting too close. And literally, we must have stood there for 20 minutes watching to see what was going to happen next as the snake is now surrounded by about 15 of these birds. And like the snake is lunging at a couple of the birds. The birds are flying by and pecking at it. Um, yeah, so it was that was definitely something that we did not expect to see on our trip to Austin. But oh uh, my gosh, one thing though that so this is probably being stereotypical. You know, obviously you think of Texas, you think cowboys, you know, hats, boots, that sort of thing. Austin, mm-hmm. not really very Texas. Really? It's a, yeah, so they call it the, like the Silicon Valley of the South because all these tech companies are moved there. It's huge. Like Google's there. Facebook is there. Indeed is there. I mean, all these tech companies. Tesla has a plant there. I've never seen so many Teslas in my life. Like every other car is a Tesla in Austin. Wow. And yeah. And so... You would think that being in Texas, a lot of people would have an accent, but they don't. I guess a lot of people from California have kind of invaded Austin, and and some a couple of shirts and mugs that we saw say "Don't California my Texas," which I don't know. Maybe if you're from Ooh. California, you might be a little offended, or if you're from Texas, you don't want all the Texas or all the Californians moving over. Anyway, that's the but, most Texas thing I've ever heard, though. Yeah. Don't California, but, my Texas. <laughs> but see, but yeah, but they, they don't sound like that in Austin. And the fun and the funny thing is they all say y'all, hey y'all, but it's just like me or you saying hey y'all, but there's no accent. So That's, well, I mean, yeah. I, I guess I say y'all. Yeah, but but the way you would think someone like in Texas would say it, they don't oh, say it, it that way. They don't have an they don't have the the Texas Southern accent. Now, we went to San Antonio for a day because it's only like an hour and a half. And San Antonio was more Texas-like than Austin. Well. I'm not saying that was. Yeah, I'm not saying I was like totally disappointed. I was just like, that was just like, oh, I mean, me being from Indiana and never (laughs) being the only being to Texas one time being San Antonio several years ago with my dad. And so that was like, oh, okay, well, Austin's got to be kind of like this. Nope. Austin's like its own little, no, we're the, we're the cool, progressive, hip town. We're not, we're not like everybody else in Texas. Yeah, I think I'd be disappointed if I went to, to Texas and I didn't hear like the iconic Southern drawl, like yeah, the Texas yeah, people drawl. walking around in cowboy boots and hats, like, nope. Like I went to diet, Texas. <laughs> I went to diet, Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was fun. We had a great time. I, I do want to go back to Austin. It is a pretty cool town. I will say That's that. That's awesome. So while we were away, I, I did not, uh, I, I tried to keep up with as much as I could. Um, as far as the world of entertainment. And so we're going to kind of rapid fire some of the stuff that you might have missed, some of the stuff that we, I know we missed and didn't get a chance to talk about. So let's catch up on a few relationships. Um, no surprise here. Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello have split again. I know everybody is shocked <laughs> and just like flabbergasted that what? No. Yeah. Yeah. The the relationship uh, that we never saw <laughs> riding into the sunset right. has exactly. crumbled yet again. Um, 
an insider told people that Sean is, quote, still growing and discovering himself. He needs time to himself to do what makes him happy. He needs he has a, a lot more living and learning in his future, you think? Yeah. Um, and the source also added that the timing was wrong for Sean and Camila. You think? <laughs> I mean, look, that's cool if they want to be friends, but the, I kind of feel like they never because they never really put a label on it after the whole thing with Coachella happened with the two of them. Yeah. It was just, oh, we're just friends. It's like, no, 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 that's that's two exes that need to kind of get some more stuff out, apparently. Yeah. And that's, that's, and not that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just well, and to me, it's like, why why do we have to acknowledge that you split if you were just friends to begin with? Right. So you're admitting by saying, Oh, we're no longer together. So you were together. It's like just just be real. Just just be for real right now. Like be so for real. I don't just I don't just like, like this hey, will they, won't they BS. Right. Just just come out and be like, you know, we're exes, we have some stuff we need to try and I I, I mean, I don't know. I I guess we're just exes and we're single and you know, stuff happened. Okay. I mean it's not it's not like it's ever happened in the history of relationships before. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, of course, it's them. They got to parade it around and, you know, let's make sure that everyone knows that we're being out and about. It's like, look, if you don't want to put a label on it, you don't want. And if you're trying to be kind of quiet about it, don't go out and about and make sure you're seen. Yeah. I mean, kind of be maybe a little discreet about it, but. Yeah. So, yeah, part two of Sean Mendez, Camila Cabello done. Um. Also, this one, part three, I'm sure coming soon. Oh, God, I hope not. Just move on, you two. Be friends <laughs> or whatever. Just, yeah. just don't, don't do that. Um, also, no big surprise, Taylor Swift, uh, Maddie Healy from uh, the 1975 split. Uh, source tells Us Weekly that the two are no longer romantically involved. They had fun together, but it was never serious. Yeah, I, that was rebound. That was a rebound there. Of course, after Taylor Swift ending her years-long relationship with Joe Alwyn, and then immediately going over to Maddie Healy. Mm, yeah, that that was not going to be one that was going to last. That was going to be a, you know what, I know you, let's just have some fun and, you know, call it what it is and move on. What I don't like about that is, n- number one, I'm not a huge Maddie Healy fan, so it is what it is. Like, that's fine. You can have your, he he's got very much... You know, he's kind of got uh, like Pete Davidson energy, like that line cook, grimy, gross, but also yeah. very endearing and adorable. Like he's not a bad looking dude, but he's just kind of kind of he just kind of gives me a gross vibe. But it was they both mouthed the same line at each of their shows. Like before he came to Nashville and watched her perform in person, the 1975 played a show and at some point he looked like directly into a camera and said like this one's for you you know who you are i love you and that same night taylor did the exact same thing at one point she looked like directly into a camera and said this one's for you you know who you are i love you yeah why are we saying i love you to a rebound girl we know better than that <laughs> that's true yeah of all people we should know better than that t swifty yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like sometimes we we maybe some people use that term a little loosely. 
You know, oh, it's like, yes. do, do you really mean it? Are you just using it as like, oh, you're you're the best. The thing is, Taylor Swift loves love. Taylor Swift loves oh, to be loved and adored oh, yeah. and doted on as she should. I mean, I, I believe that everybody deserves that. But like, that's why she gets so much crap for dating so much because she she's not. I don't know if she's ever really in love with the person. She's in love with the feeling of the relationship, of the new, of the exciting. That's because right. it's what fuels her artistry. So, I mean, I don't I think mean, we're she gonna ever hear really... about it later on in a song. We know we are next exactly. album, probably. Exactly. I mean, let's just be for real here. Oh, <laughs> Give, I've been. Taylor gives us all the dirt in her albums. That's why she's oh, like, yes. you know what? I got to have these experiences, or I got nothing else to write about. I have been deep down the Taylor Swift rabbit holes. Um, I'm I need to get my my notes in order for next episode so I can I can take you on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So also something else that we missed. Um, which I was actually it was coming at some point or another. And if you ever like me as a kid watched Wheel of Fortune, it was always Pat Sajak. Well, Pat Sajak announced that quote the time has come. I decided that. Our forty-first season, forty-one years, geez, wow. which begins in September, will be my last. It's been a wonderful ride, and I'll have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's all we've ever known on Wheel of Fortune is Pat Sajak for the last forty years. And so, I mean, Pat Sajak and Vanna White. I mean, they they were the Wheel of Fortune. And then now that Pat's leaving. You know, I mean, it's time. I'm sure that Vanna White probably is not going to be far behind. Yeah, you know? I don't see her without him, really. Yeah. Now, they have not named a replacement, um, but one of the names being thrown around is none other than Ryan Seacrest. I don't understand this, man. Like, I get that he is a great, he is fantastic. Like, I am a Seacrest fan, obviously, but like, I like Seacrest seems a little I know that Wheel of Fortune is huge, obviously, but it just it seems a little forive me, but like beneath him, you know what I mean? Well, you know, like I know he's gotten like, older, but he yeah, just but I, seem... I kind of feel that whenever Ryan Seacrest comes on to something that's been around, like look at look when he was on with with uh you know, it was Ryan and Kelly. You know, it, it was obviously true. different. Um, and so I feel like if, if this is the time now to maybe kind of revamp wheel of fortune a little bit and, and make it more hip. Is, yeah, exactly. Cause I feel like wheel of fortune is now like, you know, something that your, your, your parents or your grandparents make sure they tune in to watch every night at seven or whatever time it's on, you know, I mean, as a kid, I grew up watching wheel of fortune. I loved it. I mean, now I, can't remember the last time I actually watched Wheel of Fortune. I mean, it's been it's been the same. I mean, you you solve the puzzle, you spin the wheel, you know, you get to go. If you win all the money, you get to go solve the final puzzle to win something big. I mean, it's the same formula. It works for forty years. But yeah. If you bring in someone like Ryan Seacrest, you try and like you said, make it more hip, kind of the same formula. I don't know. Do you do you do a digital wheel now? I don't know. You still have the old wheel. You got to reach down and pull the thing and i don't even know how much that thing weighs but it feels like it weighs a ton yeah so who knows but yeah that's that's definitely one of the names being thrown around i could see it happening but 
I don't see them ending Wheel of Fortune after Pat Sajak leaves. I mean, it's if it's been around for this long, I can't imagine that they're like, nope, we're done. No, I'm sure, I'm sure there's still a lot of money tied into that. I just don't, I just, I don't know. I just don't see Seacrest fitting into it. But I mean, I well, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, and then after, you know, when Vanna White says, you know what, I'm done doing the letters. Yeah. You do? Do you do like, I, I feel like after that, okay, well then we don't have like maybe a Ryan Seacrest or like a Pat Sajak Vanna White. Maybe we have like kind of different people doing it each week. Like maybe you get, I don't know, you get Kelly to do it one week. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? That would be cute. Yeah. Get her to do it one week. The following week, you get like, uh, get Drew Carey to do it. You know, why not? Get a little Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right thing going. Or Wayne Brady. That'd I don't know. Fun. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of mix it up. Call yeah, me. they've kind of done Call with Wheel of Fortune if you want more ideas on how to make the show more hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like TikTokers. You have like viral yeah. TikTokers come yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get get the TikTok people involved. Why not? You know, that'll the, make the, the kids Instagram watch followers. It. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, have one of the Kardashians do it. I don't know. Oh yeah, that would be fun. Who <laughs> <laughs> would love to see Kylie Jenner work at anything? Oh man, <laughs> like you know what? My arm is tired. I have to can walk just, over to the other side. Yeah, can we <laughs> use a remote and just push it. You know. <laughs> Vanna White's like, you know what? Back in the day, I had to turn those things. Yeah, it wasn't just a screen I tapped. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was hard work. Um. Also, this one I'm kind of not surprised. Well, I'm, not, I'm a little surprised because I mean, Tom Holland's not that old. He's relatively young, but he's taking a break from acting, and the reason being is he tells uh, Extra that he. Uh, he starred and produced in the Apple uh, TV series, The Crowded Room. And I guess for him, this was a, a role and definitely experience that kind of created a bunch of uh, different emotions for him that he's never really experienced. And then being a producer for the first time and just, I guess, all of that pressure just was like, you know what? I need to take some time off. And oh, so that's wow. what he's going to do. Yeah, he says, you know, I'm taking a year off, and as and that is a result of how difficult this show was. Well, I, but he's he's been doing so much. I mean, it's oh, it's yeah, not that like oh he's so young. Why does he you know why does he need to take any time off? It's it, but he it's what he's been doing doing has been grueling for so long. It's like he's really been hustling. So I think he's does he deserves some some much needed R and R. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a kid. How old is he? Well, uh, yeah, I don't even know if he's even 30 yet, to be honest with you. I mean, he's got to be around the same age as Zendaya. He's 27. He's just a pup. Like, he's yeah. just, a, he's a young kid. Like, yeah. So he's, yeah. let him and take Zendaya's, some time off. Zendaya's 26, so, yeah. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just getting started. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that Tom and Zendaya probably need some, like you said, a little R&R, a little time together. Um. In between her projects, obviously, and Tom, now that he's done with this Apple TV Plus series, needs a little bit of time. I mean, oh, gosh, he- he's been Spider-Man forever. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's been hanging out with the Avengers, and he's like, you know what? I'm done. I need to take some time off. So it'll be a little bit till we see Tom Holland again. I wonder what his next thing will be, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably have back. to be Tom Holland is back as Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> First role in a year. 
Yeah, exactly. He'll take he'll well he he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that wants to be off. You know what I mean? Like I think he's saying like, "Oh, I need to take some time off." I think within definitely within 6 months he's going to be like, "Nope, I had to get back into it. I'm I'm working on a project." Yep, sorry. <laughs> need or, the money. Yeah, or someone's going to say, "Well, here's this check." <laughs> Oh, can you can you come back for these mini zeros? <laughs> yeah, just two months tops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. Um, all right. So Pete Davidson had a huge issue with PETA uh, recently within the last couple of weeks. So here's what happened: TMZ reports that Pete bought a dog from a pet store for his mom. Their her two year old dog just passed away. So it was it was a very obviously the dog being only two years old, it was, you know, a bit shocking. Um, So Pete wanted to kind of cheer up his mom, bought the dog from the pet store and the pet store allegedly without Pete's permission took video of him. And then it got, of course, shared on social media and whatnot. And this caught wind of PETA. And so then they had to make a statement saying, quote, if Pete had done his research, he would know there is no such thing as a hypoallergenic dog. This is, I'll get to that in a minute. At least that at least a quarter of dogs in shelters are purebreds and that pet finder has listings for homeless dogs of every breed under the sun, including the one he purchased. So basically kind of shaming Pete, you know, you bought your, bought your, bought your dog from a pet store or a puppy mill instead of going to a shelter. Um, and so, you know, Pete bought the dog because he has allergies and his mom has allergies. And so this led to Pete, then leaving a voicemail for PETA's senior VP of cruelty investigation. I can't say wow. any of it because it was very Pete Davidson explicit <laughs> laced voicemail. Um, so yeah, PETA then once they found out why he did it, why he bought the dog, PETA then tells TMZ quote, our hearts go out to the Davidson family for the loss of their dog. But Pete must know in his heart that there's no excuse for buying a dog and propping up the puppy mill industry when millions of dogs in loving homes and shelters or await loving homes and shelters. And we hope he'll do the right thing and adopt next time. It's like, really? I mean, like, I he, was just, he was just doing a nice thing for his mom. Probably was out walking around like, oh, that's a cute dog. You know, that, let's just I mean, that was probably, I don't think it was something that he was planning to do. It was just like an impulse thing. I, I hate PETA, like, for that reason. It's, like, it's always so misguided. And they, it's, I'm, I also purchased my dog for the exact same reason. At that point in time, you know, my, my, there is, they are right. There is no such thing as a hypoallergenic dog. Every dog is going to have some sort of dander or some sort of irritant or whatever if you're allergic to dogs. Some may be less than others. Like, poodles are supposed to be, um, more on the lighter scale, like it won't be as, yeah. as irritating mm-hmm. for, um, um, for pet owners who have a sensitivity to pet dander. Yeah. But like I adopt or I bought my dog and it was for that same reason. I, we needed a dog that was going to like fit our apartment and there were no available dogs in the shelters that was going to be able, that was not a senior dog because we had stairs that he was going to have to climb up. That was, um, not going to shed everywhere because we were renting an apartment. You can't have, I mean, it's, 
you have uh, people have rules and stuff that they've got to adhere to and pets don't always fall in line with that but when you have an opportunity to you know find something that checks all the boxes i don't think that it's encouraging a puppy mill you're in, essentially you're taking one dog into a loving home right. that isn't going to end up you know abandoned or in one of those shelters like wh- why are the 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 dogs at the pet store somehow you know not more not deserving of love compared to the shelter like there I'm, i feel i just feel like animals all of all uh, anywhere deserve a loving home yeah for like, sure i mean my my sister got her dog from a pet store i mean it wasn't nothing that she was planning on it's just she kind of want a dog but wasn't so i'm like oh i'm getting a dog today it's just happened to be walking by the pet store and saw her dog and was yep. like I love this dog. I need to have this dog. That's doesn't what matter where mom. it came from. Just got to have the dog. Yeah. My mom found a cat and it w- ended up being like a very skittish, like special needs kind of, kind of pet that we got at a pet store. And it was, you know, that it, I don't, I don't know. I just, PETA is so, they do so much. They, they're just so aggressive about how they, handle things and it's like it's completely unnecessary and it makes them look bad like if you if you were to come from a place of empathy and understanding instead of just coming out the gate yelling and screaming at people you you would be more supported as an organization i believe wholeheartedly that that you know we need to ethically treat our animals we need to treat our animals right but but you're not treating people right right and that's that's feel like you're kind of going against your rules there because you're treating people like crap in in defense of your mission and it's like it negates your mission i think to be so hateful yeah for sure and so you know pete also had a statement at tmz after the voicemail went public um you know he says quote i haven't seen my mom and sister cry like that in over 20 years i was trying to cheer up my family I was already upset that the store had filmed me without my permission or acknowledgement. Then this organization, PETA, made a public example of us making our grieving situation worse. I'm upset. It was a poor choice of words. I shouldn't have said what I said, but I am not sorry for standing up for myself and my family. And I look, I agree. I mean, yeah, some of the stuff he did say mm, probably could have maybe worded it a little better. But well, that's, of course, that's very on brand. Coming, coming from a very you know, a place of anger, you know, yeah, I can, I can see, I, I would probably be just as upset too if, if my wife and I got our dog from somewhere and I was, we were made an example of by PETA for the public. And it's like, look, no, that is not, not anywhere near what we were doing. Yeah. It was to cheer up a family member who had lost their dog tragically and shockingly. Yeah. PETA. Yeah. Um, speak, Speaking of Pete Davidson, uh, he is now facing a charge of uh, criminal, re- or not criminal, but of uh, reckless driving after his uh, Beverly Hills incident a few months ago, back in March. Uh, if you remember, he was uh, he lost control of a car when he was in a residential area, jumped a curb, hit a fire hydrant, and then slammed into a house. So his uh, arraignment is scheduled for July 27th. Now, reckless driving conviction can bring a sentence of up to 90 days in jail and a $1,000 fine, which, look, yeah, he was 
it, it seemed like he was driving pretty recklessly in a residential area. I mean, you don't really slam into a fire hydrant into a house if you're, you know, going the speed limit in a residential area, which is like what, 15 miles an hour, usually, roughly. Yeah. Um, do I think he'll face jail time? I don't know. I, no. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like for celebrities, eh, probably not. He'll pay the fine. I'm sure he'll have to, obviously he'll cover the damages that he did. Um, but I don't see him facing jail time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's, he's going to be fine. He should, should pay the fine, pay whatever he's got to do to make it right. And I, uh, I forgot that this happened. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being I mean, honest. We, I, I think we had talked about it in one of our previous episodes, but didn't, we didn't spend a lot of time on it. Cause it was just like, well, he hit a house. Yeah, um, we didn't have a no whole lot of details. Seriously injured. Um, he didn't seem to be under the influence or anything. So, yeah. Yeah, I for, just, I forgot entirely that this happened. So it yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. It doesn't seem like it was a big deal. Yeah. And thank goodness no one was hurt. Right. So, so I mean, I hope I mean, that nobody needs to be made an example out of at this point. Right. Yeah. Like no harm, just, no foul, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know why Pete was driving that fast in a residential area who knows we, d we don't know the story but maybe we'll find out more after he's uh after his arraignment on july 27th um so courtney kardashian made a or had a huge surprise for her husband travis barker this is actually kind of cool I, I, this is actually kind of a neat way to do this i thought so travis barker and blink 182 were performing in la over the weekend and she's obviously in the front row and so during one of the songs, she's holding up a sign that says, Travis, I'm pregnant. <gasps> what? Yeah. Yeah. And so she shared the video of, of it on her Instagram. She's right there in the front. Travis, I'm pregnant. You see um, Travis get down from his drum set, you know, and he's obviously shocked. And so it gives her a big hug. You know, they kiss. Um and so even even Mark Hoppus too, you know, said a few words because he I think he even came down too and then gave her a hug as well and congratulated him. Aw. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. Like, well, you know, that's actually kind of a cool way to do it. Well, know? it's a callback to uh, to their music video, all the small oh, things. Oh yes! Wait, I don't <laughs> think of that. Oh, that's right. That's gotta get that's gotta get Courtney Kardashian some cool points that she. Oh yeah. Connected the dots on that. Why did I not think of that? Like, oh, that's a cool way of doing it. And you just mentioned it. It's like, why did I not think of that? That's right. <laughs> Wasn't that, that from all the small cute. things? Yeah. Yes. That's oh, right. Blink-182 super fans. <laughs> that is really cute. <laughs> that is oh, awesome. Oh, why did I not connect the dots on that? Maybe it's because I'm still on vacation. I don't know. <laughs> still got vacation brain. <laughs> still got vacation brain going on. So, yeah, uh, that'll be... Uh, They'll be their their first child together. That's exciting. Yeah, man, that's she she locks it down. You had a girl. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> um, okay, let's spend a little bit of time on Lady Gaga. Um, oh Shelley, yes, you please. mentioned this. I I completely missed this, but Lady Gaga and Pfizer have teamed up to promote a, a migraine drug, and apparently a lot of people were not happy about it. 
Oh, y'all, people are mad. People are so upset because this has all come out that she's, you know, she's doing these ads and these sponsored posts for Nurtech something or other. Yeah. Yeah. And, or, yeah, Nurtech, yep. Yeah, it's it's a migraine medication. And I've I've seen the ad where she, you know, it says, you know, that this is how she gets through um, you know, balancing her busy life. And when migraines hit, she can't she can't slow down. She's got to keep, I mean, she's Lady Gaga. She's got to keep doing the thing. So it's got like concert footage of her singing at the piano and that she uses Nurtech or whatever. And I thought like, this is a very effective ad, first of all, because I mean, when I get migraines, I am dead to the world. Like I've got to go lay down in a quiet, dark room for a couple hours, several hours sometimes. So this is an effective ad to me, but her fans are furious. They are like, it is Pride Month and you haven't said a word about happy pride or, you know, gay rights, trans rights. There's huge, huge things happening to the LGBTQ plus community in terms of their rights being completely violated and terminated in some states. And she's been completely silent off the radar. Oh, but here's this mi migraine medication you should totally use. They're like, you're a sellout. They're like, how much money is Pfizer giving you to do this, but you won't stand up for your fan base, which is mostly like queer people, queer kids. And she's okay. not done anything in terms of activism. And they like some people have said like they felt so wronged because they had to sign these waivers because part of that commercial was filmed at a concert. And they had to sign waivers saying like, okay, cool. This is going to be, this video footage is going to be used. And they were thinking she was making like a movie or a documentary or a docu-series about her being on tour. And it turns out it's just a migraine medication commercial. <laughs> they feel so, they, they feel got, they feel salty. <laughs> oh, baited. I guess. I don't, uh, you don't get mad at all your favorite TikTokers for, you know, uh, so-and-so sent me this PR box. Let's review it. Like, I understand she's Lady Gaga. She's got a huge, incredible platform. The girl is busy. She has been doing the thing nonstop for years at this point. Like, let her talk about, I mean, let her get her brand deals. Let her let her do her thing. I, I do want her to speak up and be a little bit more present about today's, like, political issues and climate. But she's been a part of the political discussion for years at this point. She's been, mm -hmm. you know, she she was she's sat down with President Biden before talking about the the climate, the political climate of the country. It's like she's it's not that she's not doing the work. I just we just don't see it maybe and people are people are so used to seeing every little thing that our favorite celebrities do because they are so accessible. It is the kind of this very toxic relationship that we have with our favorite celebrities. And I mean, it's just kind of like, like Britney. It's like, we don't know what's really going on with her, but we speculate. And it's like, why do we, we don't need to speculate. We just need, like, we don't attack our friends like this. Like, well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. Like, it's just, <sighs> It's just, it's just much. We we just always do too much when it comes to our favorite celebrities. Yeah. Although I will say for the record, shame on her for not being more vocal and more, more 
performative, I guess, and and saying like that the, the this legislation is wrong, and she needed to, she does need to swing for her fan base in a in a way bigger way. It just I think it was just bad timing. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and that that's kind of what, like you said, that that's the main reason why people are a little upset, and so. Since then, since she has been kind of quiet, Lady Gaga actually posted on her Instagram a couple of days ago of why she's been so quiet. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, so she posted on her Instagram, quote, I wanted to share a more personal moment with you today. I know I haven't been doing a lot of that lately, and some of you are really longing for me to share more of my artistic process. I have been experiencing my creativity ever since last summer in a really special and private way. I wrote and produced music for a special project. I prepared for months, developing my character for Joker, which he's going to star in with, uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I filmed Joker for many months. I have been running my startup, uh, Haas labs doing, uh, uh, Philip, I don't know why I always struggle with this word. (laughs) (laughs) Philanthropic work. And additionally, have been working on the Chromatica Ball film edit. I can say for the first time in many years that my love of making art, music, fashion, and supporting community has never been more fulfilling. I may not be sharing as much of myself online as I have in the past, but I hope you know this time to myself has been extremely healing and recharging for my heart, mind, body, and creativity to create within myself and to have a personal life that's just for me. Um, She goes on to say that, you know, I love my fans, my little monsters so much, and that will never change. I can't even begin to describe how much our global community inspires me every day to to bring as much joy as I can to our lives. Um, she also talks about the Grammatica Ball film and how she can't wait for everyone to experience it. Um, she ends it with, I hope you I hope you love all the things I've been creating for you, and I hope this is a small reminder to you of my deep passion and commitment to art. So yes, yeah, so people just got a little ahead of themselves and right. Uh, our relationship with celebrities is just so toxic. I hate it. I really do. Well, it's because I mean they share so much, and we and we we don't get to hang because out with them demand... like we would like our normal friend, our normal friends. Yeah, but I mean it's like that's but we demand that of them. Like that's what it's it's like. Oh yeah, they share so much, but yeah, because we make them do that. Like it's True. it's it's the the entitlement as a fan is just so very convoluted sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, because we want to we want to have some sort of a connection with them that yeah, we're not we're not going to get, but we long for something <laughs> to actually like have a connection with, and we're never going to have that one on one personal connection with them. Yeah, it's just that's just how it is. I mean, these these celebrities have millions and millions of fans, and there's no possible way for them to even meet every single fan. There's just no way. And so that's why I think, you know, obviously we follow them. We want to see more of what they're doing because we don't get to see or talk or hear from them as much as we could just by, you know, picking up the phone. It's a it's a whole other relationship that there's really no control over. Yeah. 
But I think that's that's why we demand so much from celebrities that we're fans of is because we we want to have that that connection that we're just never going to have. Of course. And plus, we're just nosy. We're right, yeah. nosy type of people. Although I am probably going to go and invest in that migraine medication. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lady Consider Gaga. me influenced. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up with our WAS story. I literally saw this right before we started our podcast. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, she's going to star in that new comedy called No Hard Feelings, which I don't, it, it could be fun. I think they, they're, they're kind of letting Jennifer Lawrence be Jennifer Lawrence in this film, it seems like. I feel like the with Jennifer Lawrence, I mean, for her, I don't feel like we kind of get to see how Jennifer Lawrence is normally. Because like you see her in interviews, she's very... She's kind of laid back. She jokes a lot. And where this, I kind of feel like, oh, we're actually going to let just let Jennifer Lawrence go. Kind of like how yeah. let Ryan Reynolds go in Deadpool. Like, just let him go. <laughs> let Ryan Reynolds do what he does best, you know? And that's what we're going to let Jennifer Lawrence do in this film. So um, anyway, apparently it was revealed that um, – Jennifer Lawrence's mom once sold a used toilet that used to belong to her daughter, Jennifer, once. <laughs> a used toilet? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> it's, Lawrence says, th this is according uh, to people, years ago, Lee Eisenberg, uh, Lee is a, is a writing partner on No Hard Feelings, Bought a toilet on Craigslist from my mom. My toilet. <laughs> now, mom, you yeah. know exactly what you were doing there. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> so when I asked you, why was, why was Lauren, why was she even selling the toilet on Craigslist? So Lauren says, quote, I don't know. I'm like, I broke it. My mom sold it for me. Um, Eisenberg knew who the seller was and that's the story now. And she adds quote, so thanks mom. <laughs> she knew. I hope she got a premium price. Oh, for I sure. Hope, I hope she sold it for a mint. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this once was the throne for Jennifer Lawrence at oh one my. time, <laughs> oh you know, my. Her butt cheeks actually were on this seat. I, I, I'm just trying so hard not to envision the person that bought it. And I was like, what do you do I with did. it? And then here's the other thing I want to know is how did she break it? <laughs> That's the real question. Like, how, what did you do? That's, did you, did you slip? Like, you know, sometimes the seat, you know, if it's not bolted down properly, it kind of, you know, shifted a little bit. What did you do? Like, fall or I, I mean how'd you break it Are you standing on it trying to hang something and just slipped up i that's what i want to know is like, what, what did you do to break it that's the real question that's the million yeah, dollar question that's the million dollar question and maybe maybe uh maybe gene or uh uh eisenberg knows who the what the store is, or the story is <laughs> maybe lee eisenberg knows and maybe we'll find out. So maybe maybe it'll be a gag in the movie. I don't know. The, the movie comes out this Friday. Oh, yeah, that would be 
I really do hope that there is like a callback. <laughs> that yeah. would be fun. That would be hilarious. So anyway, there there is a used toilet out there now owned by someone else that was once used by Jennifer Lawrence. And that's the thing is like Jennifer Lawrence, she's just, I mean, she finds it funny and she's just going to brush it off. Like, Hey, thanks mom. Yeah. Wait thanks a, for getting rid of it. What, for me. what are you going to sell next Here, I got a, I got a used uh, toothbrush. Here we go. What can we get for this one? Oh, yikes. That would, yeah. <laughs> Gotta be careful with that. That might have yeah, residual true. DNA. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we find another Jennifer Lawrence clone out there somewhere. <laughs> Ugh. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. As we recap and discuss some of the big entertainment stories of the week, make sure you subscribe, too, because we drop episodes every Tuesday. And you can also listen to any of our episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcast. For Shiler, I'm Joe from B1029. We'll talk to you again next week.